0: I want to welcome everybody to the world, according to that man, Benjamin Jeremy Stein. I want to welcome everybody in the YouTube chat. Uh, Your chat is always fun. And I just want to tell people, discourse is part of the show. The other night after Ben and I had a few disagreements or agreements during the show, we had a nice meal. We had a nice piece of cake for wifey's birthday. And that's what separates us from them. And uh, it's really important that people know that that we can agree, we could disagree, but we get along afterwards. We're joined tonight, and I want to tell everybody thank you, of course, for downloading the podcast. It's been great. We're number, uh, we've we've been growing uh, amazingly well. So thank you. Yes, and so we're joined tonight from American greatness, Ben The Rock (laughs) (laughs) Boycek. Welcome, welcome back. How are you, Ben Boychick? (laughs)
1: I'm doing all right.
0: <laughs> and, of course, the show wouldn't be complete without actor, writer, saint, sinner, lover, father, grandfather, crooner, married
2: to a sooner. Oh, that's very good. That's very good. That's very good.
0: Thank you very much. But, of course, Dr. Benjamin, Jeremy Stein. Lawyer, the
2: economist, mathematician, status, and doctor. I don't think even my son, who is working on the audio portion of the show, knows that I am a doctor. Uh, the Doctor of Love and the Doctor uh, of Love—that's what they call—and
0: on that note, I want to get right into it because this is a frightening story, and this is a frightening story for two reasons, Ben Boychick. Because one, I didn't really know the story, the the whole the whole uh, scope of the story, but it's basically Biden's nominee for the Bureau of Land Management, which oddly enough, the acronym is BLM. Um, wrote a thesis in college calling basically for us to be a little better than China and only have a two-child policy. May I ask where she went to college? Um, I will have to find out. I think somewhere in Idaho. But in Idaho in the 80s, in she Idaho. traded her court testimony for legal immunity when it came to tree, uh, to a tree spiking incident. Now, Ben Boychuk, I'll let Ben Stein explain because I was extremely unfamiliar with treat with what tree spiking was.
2: Tree spiking is when you, as a terrorist, drive a steel or iron spike into a tree trunk uh, prior to uh, it, loggers chopping it down or sawing it down with the power of the And it, it hits the, it's very, the very, very strong, should be spike, and it hits the blades and the, the, the uh, teeth of the saw. They shatter like a, a flak from a German 88 hitting a tree trunk in the, uh, in the, uh, in the forest, uh, in, uh, in Germany in, in the closing months of world war II and caused incredible damage to anyone around us like an explosion of steel spikes. It's incredibly dangerous. It is like planting a landmine in the middle of a, of a forest. It's a very, very, very dangerous, Thing to do. And I think uh, many of the persons who have described this as attempted murder, and there are people who have died from it, and many, many people have been seriously wounded from it. It is an extremely serious thing to do.
0: Let me reread a little bit more. In 1993, Stone Manning was granted a mutiny in exchange for her testimony that she retyped and sent an anonymous letter to the U.S. Forest Service on behalf of. John Blount, her former roommate and friend, that's the testimony. So she obviously uh, the letter told the Forest Services that 500 pounds of spikes measuring wow. eight to ten inches in length oh had my been God. had been jammed into the trees, and oh then she God. and then she wrote, "P.S. You bastards go in there anyway, and a lot of people could get hurt." The note included. So there you wow. are, um, Ben Boychick. This is the trajectory we're heading, and it's funny that the focus is on. The, the, ben and I were talking the other night after the show, Ben Boychik, and yeah. we were we were using those words like uh, to ex, you know how you explain the the crazy left, and no words we could think of until Ben said sinister, and I thought Ooh, Ben Boychik that was the perfect word to describe what they were trying to do to
1: our country. That's a that's a good word. So uh, to answer your earlier inquiry Ben Stein, she got her PhD from the University of Montana in 1992.
2: Interestingly enough, interestingly enough Ben Bojuk a center of radical behavior even then, uh, even though you think of Montana as being a very very conservative place, a, a center of uh, radical thought and behavior even then some 30 or 29 years ago
1: yeah so uh, you know it it is interesting uh her thesis i don't know if, if she's had an opportunity to uh you know justify her thesis some 30 years on but it's pretty garden variety you know zero population growth cliche from what i can tell Uh, The earth is only so big and we can only tap into it so often in America, we tap into it often and hard. Uh, So anyway, I, you know, so she's going to be in charge of the Bureau of land management, unless the Senate, you know, can find the nerve because apparently she maybe shaded some of the details of her testimony. And when she, when she apparently told the Senate uh, during a confirmation hearing that uh, she had never been under uh, criminal investigation, and that was—that's well, the relevance of, of the uh, the uh, the court deal that she made. Well, the, I,
2: I, with respect, I, I, I'm pretty sure I'm the only lawyer on the panel here. But with respect, no. how could she possibly not have been under a criminal investigation if she is testifying right. as a material witness in a criminal case? Answer and the letter. Yeah. Yeah. So she, she, she lied. General investigation. <laughs> There's just no other way. She wouldn't be an expert witness in this kind of case. An expert witness would be someone who's an expert on the metallic composition of a tree spike or on the interaction between a, a steel or, a, I don't know, whatever else it would be hardened with a, a saw blade and a tree spike. So she's a, a, what we would call a percipient witness. Uh, and that would be a witness uh, that that would be a witness that was a subject of criminal investigation. She,
1: she cut a deal. And yeah. now she's and now she's fudged the story for the Senate. And so if the Senate, even even Democrats, if they're at all, you know, uh, respectful of their institution and their prerogatives under the Constitution, they should tell Biden to pound sand and find another nominee.
2: Yeah, this woman, uh, I'm sure she has many good characteristics. People can change. People can learn to do all different things in their lives. Uh, But uh, unless she really uh, gets on her hands and knees and pleads for forgiveness for this evil thing that she did, uh, she should not be even considered for this kind of role. And especially when you think of the people who are doing these logging jobs, which are very hard jobs, uh, I'm very, very proud and happy to say, very, very proud and happy to say that my son Tommy is now working as an audio uh, person on our show. And Tommy and I well recall a man we knew a long time ago in North Idaho named Rocky, who was a logger. And uh, Rocky lost his life uh, in a logging tragedy when a what's well, called a widow maker, which was when a, uh, a piece of the logging equipment uh, swings free from its moorings and goes flying through the air and smashes him in the head. Yeah. Well, this that's an accident. What right. this one was attempt, attempting was murder. Uh, she was attempting, apparently, apparently, I, I could be wrong, attempting murder. And, and, and to have a person who's an attempted murderer as a, a high official of the federal government is really astonishing. But I think the bigger
0: question I want to ask both of you is because we were discussing this the other night, Ben, in five years time we've gone from things in your wildest dreams you would never imagine in the country from defunding the police to blm flags flying and now we're seeing it in the um buffalo uh two days ago uh, voted in a socialist mayor um uh, we are i mean which is frightening but we're seeing in our government now ben somebody for oddly enough i keep on saying blm the bureau of land management that it's this this type of stuff and we saw it on obama a little bit with Ayers and born bernardine dorn with the weather underground they were this really is, a piece of work but this is equally as bad and we're seeing
2: it becoming part of our government is is really frightening very frightening and I, if i may say this this would be an ideal opportunity for mr biden to get on the air and say, "Look, I want to explain why I'm doing this. Uh, I, I'm, I'm doing something which I, I agree is extremely questionable at first, second, third, fourth, through tenth view, uh, but let me explain why." And uh, she, she, he, he really better have a darn good explanation for why he's doing this. That otherwise, it is such a slap in the face of America's logging industry. It's just a terrible, terrible thing. And America's logging industry is an important industry as a very respectable industry, as an industry that is more needed than ever as the West dries out and uh, the danger of, of devastating fires becomes more and more real. If anybody here knows about logging, it's Ben Boychuk, because he comes from the land
0: of the log.
1: Well, I'll tell you, I'll tell you something, um, you know, the, the Democrats, uh, you know, we were all in the great state of California. And where I'm living right now in the in the mountains of Southern California, we had a big, big, big problem uh, going back 15 years with uh, something called the bark beetle. And bark beetles uh, infest trees. They they kill trees, and so there were there were over a million dead trees on this mountain. And we had very serious wildfires here. And it's and we can have a very serious wildfire at any time. Uh, but the fact is, Dianne Feinstein, uh, senator the senior senator from California, went out of her way to prevent Log private logging firms to come up here and clear out the dead bark beetle trees.
2: A- a- Astonishing! It was, it was a it was a na- uh, Ben. It was a national scandal. Uh, the the le- leftists were preventing this all over the country. Were That's pre- right. Preventing uh, forest clearance all over the country uh, for no good reason because the the, the trees are going to be chopped down. We're not going to be just thrown down the toilet. They're going to be used right. for construction or for generating heat, for electricity. Uh, there were there were plenty of good uses for those dead trees and dead tree limbs. Why on earth, uh, Mrs. Feinstein and the other leftists in the Senate would not allow that to happen is a complete mystery.
1: I don't think it's mysterious at all. I think the Sierra Club and like organizations are are very powerful, and they and they. Uh, wield an outsized influence on the Democratic Party, and so certainly pressure from environmentalist groups and and threats of lawsuits and all of that, uh, you know, tr- ultimately sort of trumped uh, public safety concerns. But, and, but,
2: but Ben, Ben, yeah. Ben, I oh I understand that very well, but what I don't understand is why would any sensible person consider a pro environmentalist act to protect all these dead trees which are going to do nothing but provide kindling to start fires that kill the live healthy trees.
1: I think there was a reluctance on the part of of certain democrats to allow private companies to make a profit off of public lands, which has long been the story, right? I mean that's that's the case with oil exploration, it's the it's the case with all kinds of things and uh, so I think that was a big part of it up here. And, and you know, and th- these fights were happening after uh, uh, a fire was called the Old Fire and the um, Waterman Fire uh, in 2003. I remember it very well. I wasn't living here at the time, but I had to evacuate because it came close to where I was living at the time. And this was after those fires, which which destroyed hundreds of homes and could have been much, much worse if not for, frankly, an act of God. The weather changed and uh, firefighters were able to get the upper hand. But this was after that fire, which was clearly uh, made that much worse by all these dead trees. And even then, they were reluctant to allow loggers to come up here and clear this stuff out. Now, yeah. I beg
2: your pardon, man. I'm sorry. No, it's
1: quite all right. But it's, it's crazy. It's, it, it doesn't make a lick of sense.
2: Well, what it really points out is that there's an awful lot of activity by the left in this country that simply does not make sense. That does not make legal or factual or ethical or philosophical sense, but it happens anyway, uh, because it it is uh, involved in some kind of slavish doctrine and ideology, which even though it accomplishes nothing useful, and in fact accomplishes uh, non-useful and harmful things, harmful. is still considered a, a, a very desirable thing. Yeah. Th- and that, that's the amazing thing about it. We, we have an ideology in place in many areas of this country which has no utility, no positive utility, and yet is worshiped. I, I, I will always say you're, ta-
0: you're trying to talk rational to the crazy. Um, that's uh the best way I could sum that up, and on that note, first of all, um, Lord Derpy, hey Ben, just wanted to say was a huge fan of you as a kid and still enjoy your show. Um, Lord so, yeah, that's their nickname <laughs> on YouTube. Um, uh, maybe he's playing, I don't know, he's it's, it's 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 a dungeon and Dragons character for all I know, but I want to welcome everybody that's been listening to The World According to Ben Stein. Obviously, I am reading your chats. I also want to thank you again for downloading the show. But remind you, benstein.substack.com is where we get your emails. Also, we put up a new segment on our YouTube channel. Thanks to a friend of the show, Mike Visser, called Ben's Shorts where it's uh, two- to three-minute clips that we'll be posting the day after the show. So thank you, Mike Visser. Great, I wel- great talent, an extraordinary ex- talent in the TV and filmmaking world. Extremely talented. And I want to welcome everybody back to the world according to that man, Benjamin Jeremy Stein. But I want to read uh, something, a direct, a direct quote from the ever-so-eloquent Joseph, whatever his name is. Those who say the blood of liberty, the uh- blood of patriots you know and all this stuff about how we're going to have to move against the government well the tree of liberty is not watered with blood of patriots what's happened is that there has never that there never been if you want to think you need weapons to take on the government you need f-15s and maybe some nuclear weapons the point is there's always been the ability to limit rationally limit the type of weapon that can be owned and who can own it Now, I just want to say John Nolte wrote a a brilliant comment after, and he wrote, that's a pretty big talk from a government that hasn't won a war since 1946, that couldn't defeat farmers with AK-47s in Afghanistan for over 20 years. And uh, Ben, the reason I bring up the story is obviously they're coming after our guns. And obviously it's an idiotic statement because as we've seen in Vietnam and countless other places, people with less guns... Have managed to
2: survive and win. Have survived, five and won, and it is a, in the Constitution that uh, American citizens are allowed to have guns, and there's a reason for that. And the reason is not that we expect to have a stand-up drag-out fight between the 82nd Airborne and a group of people in the NRA in uh, in Montana. It's because it makes people feel better to have guns. I mean, it makes it makes you feel good have a gun there in your house and and, uh i I must say i I don't uh, know what motivates others to feel that way but uh wifey and uh, my wife alexandra and i and our our caregivers live in a what i think is a very nice neighborhood uh, in beverly hills and during the summer of loathing uh we had demonstrators marching up and down the street saying eat the rich and uh, that was a scary, scary thing. And uh, one of our caregivers, a very, very beautiful young uh, Filipino woman, uh, and, and my wife, seized a gun from our stock of guns and locked themselves in, into a, a bathroom and uh, prepared to uh, shoot it out with anybody who happened to break in. Well, nobody broke in. It's Beverly Hills. We live only two blocks from the police station. But uh, it, it gives you a better feeling to have that gun in your hand. Uh, if you don't want to have it in your hand, you don't have to have it in your hand. People, I meet people who say all the time, oh, it would make me nervous to have a gun. Then don't have a gun. And
0: Which brings me, Ben Boychick, to my point also, I'm not a gun person. I don't, I don't have children. Why am I fighting for I'm the one fighting for people to have the right to have guns and the right for people that, you know with their children. But it's really frightening, this this thinking that they have. I mean, it's it's we knew it was coming, but we're about to see executive actions, Ben Boychick, that make it that people can't get certain types of guns.
1: Well, we'll see about that, because, uh, you know, the courts may have a thing or two to say. And uh, there was a there was a decision recently, um, again, out of California that uh, it was a I think it was a. I don't remember if it was a circuit court a ninth circuit decision or if it was just a, a, a federal appellate court decision that invalidated california's 30 year old uh so-called assault weapons ban um now that's going to continue to be litigated and i and i hope it gets to the supreme well yeah that's kind of a eh, kind of a double-edged thing if it gets to the supreme court who knows how it'll go but but um You know but the point is there's been a lot of really vigorous litigation over over some of these things and um i'm not sure a an executive order or executive action can do as much as they would like because they just they're not going to get any bill passed even the even democrats certain democrats like joe manchin aren't going to vote to ban ar-15s or whatever and so we'll see. But I, I know they're, they're working very, very hard to, to do it. And um, but it, I just I'm not confident that uh, the old stroke of pen from Joe Biden is going to be enough um, to deprive people of their constitutional rights.
0: Well, I want to go to you, Ben Stein, quickly, because the statement that I read is idiotic, OK? And, 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 and the left on a daily basis sends out these idiotic comments that I didn't even understand what I was reading. I mean, I, I'm not sure if they're so idiotic to make us look at them and go, what are they talking about? This makes, because nobody's going to, nobody in the press is ever going to ask them and say, what are you talking about? This makes no sense.
2: Yeah, I, I think this is an example of what I was talking about a few minutes ago, yeah. which is that things are said that just have no utility. I mean, what, what, what's the utility of taking away an honest citizen's guns. Uh, what, suppose, suppose I had a whole bunch of guns. Uh, I've never had any com- problem with the law. I've never had any problem, especially with the law. I mean, I've had speeding tickets. Uh, I've had failure to stop at a stop sign tickets. I've never had any serious tickets. Uh, what good is it going to do to take away my guns? What, Where's the utility in that? Where's the utility in taking away someone's guns who has never had any problem with uh, gun use and gun safety? I, I just, just don't understand what the point of that is, except the symbolic castration of people that you disagree with. And that and that's really saying a mouthful. Well, that is really... Can you say really, that one more I, time, Ben? Can you write that down? Ben Boyce, can you write
0: that down with the symbolic castration? <laughs> Ben Ben
2: Stein, is that what you said? Yeah, that is exactly what I said. I've never heard that term before. It's incredible. The symbolic castration of those you disagree with. Oh, that's brilliant.
0: That that's just a brilliant. I love that. Um, Thank you, Ben. Certainly beats the literal kind. (laughs) Yeah. Well, uh, uh, for for the. for the head of the BLM, the Bureau of Land Management lady, she wants you to be castrated after two children, because I could guarantee you she's the one that's not going to want the, man on the, the woman on the pill. She's going to want us castrated. But I want to get to something very quickly afterwards, very quickly, too, which is another frightening story, Ben, that came out today, both Ben's, which is Rudy Giuliani losing his being suspended and Incredible. then basically saying he's never getting his license back. Yeah, incredible. Well, could we, can we talk about that now? Or do we, are Yeah, we let's waiting? talk about that now. Because, first of all, I want to say something. Whatever your point, Mayor Giul- Rudy Giuliani saved New York City on so many sure. levels. He saved it physically and then he saved it mentally after 9 11. Okay, this man is a true American hero and a true American patriot. You might, you know, and but Ben, they're coming after him now because of his, his statements on. Of course, there was no voter fraud. We all agree on that. But against his statements against voter that there was that there
2: was voter fraud. Right. We, we are, we've reached a stage where we have thought police. Like, uh, I've talked about this many times. I think uh, every person in America should be required to read over and over again 1984 and uh, should be required to read uh, a a book by a man named John Toland uh, called The Rising Sun about uh, Japan uh, during uh, World War II, about uh, the kempitai, among other things, in Tokyo and Japan, the thought police in Japan who controlled what people thought and could punish them for their thinking. That was a very, very important part of a Japanese extreme intolerance of anything that are uh, contradicted the military's views, and th- this is exactly where we're going in this country and uh, not uh, not uh, not as fast as the uh, left would like, but we're going in that direction yeah, it's pretty damn fast Ben
0: it's been what uh, nine months since the election, and Ru- Ben Bojcik and Rudy Giuliani is losing his law license
1: yeah i i I don't know enough about the particulars of uh what the uh the New York Bar Association was uh punishing him for in other words well, I they're going after it, Trump well yes they are yeah. but i mean one cuz one thing i would point out one thing um not that i think this decision is justified or any good and it's clearly meant to to slap a one of trump's most prominent legal defenders but i do recall this from the the whole post election brouhaha. Was Giuliani would often say things in the press that he would not say in court, and he would often um, he would often engage in I think somewhat I don't know about reckless but somewhat dangerous speculation with the press that when he was standing before a judge he wouldn't do because he couldn't necessarily back up what he was saying so, there. In so, court.
0: so let me get this right with Ben but Stein what Ben Boychick is saying is that you could you you're not allowed to lie to the press but if you but you but you what he's saying is Rudy Giuliani didn't lie in front of the court he lied to the press who lies and now New York State they're going, the, the Bar Association is looking at, is that what you're saying? Right?
1: It sort of seems that way. That's, that's kind of the sense that I got. What do you think, Ben? Well, I don't know. I,
2: I don't understand any part of it. As far as I'm aware, uh, it is not a violation of the canons of ethics of lawyers in New York or any other state to make statements to the press about ongoing legal matters, unless you are very clearly and explicitly libeling someone or slandering someone. Uh, I don't understand what canon of ethics I- is being violated. There's there's clearly no no bribery involved. Uh, there's no money going under the table. Uh, I, I guess I just don't get what it is that uh, would be considered the breach of the old fashioned uh, canon of fiduciary uh, responsibilities where did where did the reason for punishing him come from from absolute hate absolute spite as
0: you said undermined
1: our democracy
0: as you said what was that word you said so brilliantly before the what do you call it castration symbolic castration the the symbolic castration and that's what they're going to continue to do i mean i i don't know who's next in their line of who's getting um disbarred or who's going to get indicted but we pretty much know the trump family will be being indicted very soon in new york state um we know that to be the case they're going after his lawyer and what no, people- wait,
2: wait 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 he has a number of lawyers when you say they're going after his lawyer, well, they're
0: going after one of his lawyers they're going after the heads of the trump bill of the trump um
2: uh, organization. organization.
1: They're, they're squeezing. So what their, are they
2: going after them for? Ben Boychuk and Rudy, and Judah. Well,
1: so what? What the uh, the Southern District of New York uh, district. Uh, uh, oh, that's, Attorney, what's that's what's called. That's what's
2: called. Yeah, is
1: what the U.S. Attorney is is looking at now is whether because it was, if you remember, a year or two ago, it was it was all about. Weirdness with the the Trump Foundation, right? Nothing ever came of that, really. So now the focus is on the Trump Organization, and the story that I read yesterday was that um, they're looking at uh, abuses of corporate perks, which I think is in the is in the is in the vein of what the feds went after Conrad Black for, if you remember. I
2: remember him very, very well. I, remember, I knew him. I know, still know him. Writes for American I
1: greatness. Yeah.
2: I, I don't. I guess I don't. I don't understand what 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 on earth in the way of violation of corporate perks.
1: Uh, well, was would be it?
2: but I mean, in, in the New York bar.
1: My sense. Well, that's Giuliani. That's I mean, my Giuliani. sense is that it, with with the investigation of the Trump Organization that they're, they're focusing on some species of securities law, but that is definitely not my field. And I but think, it's more you know, than that.
0: What they're basically doing is throwing a hundred pounds of shit against the wall and seeing what sticks. Ben. Oh, sure. Because one of the things, Ben, and you know, this better than anybody, Ben Stein is one of the biggest things they're going after him for is, is basically tax, uh, uh, tax manipulation, as you'd call it, or, um, over over-evalu- a the prices of his par- property, not paying the right amount of taxes. And you know how New York state real, re- re- you know, how real realty has been, it goes up, it fluctuates. You could take a loan on something one day that's it's worth a million. And the next day it could be worth 800,000. So that's what they're essentially one of the biggest things they're going after the Trump administration for to the Trump family for to.
2: Well, wait, a wait, 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 wait a minute. If that were happening, would, would that not be being done by the Internal Revenue Service instead rather than the. Uh- well, that's why they that's why they've subpoenaed all
0: his uh, all his uh, all his papers from the IRS. So, yes, that's one of the that, and why they couldn't block the IRS from all his um the the papers they're saying basically he said like i'm just using this as the tiniest example he borrowed from let's say Deutsche bank 500 grand off a building that he claimed was half a million dollars but really it was only worth 200,000 and in real estate as you all know ben it's impossible almost to prove valuation
2: well i know that it is extremely hard to prove valuation i know that i i've i've uh, had struggled with all although mine <laughs> The other direction where the government was claiming the value of the property is too low. But anyway, the uh, but gosh, this is a, a this, 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 if you're going to go after people after over every uh issue of tax valuation involving real property or any kind of property, thinly traded stocks. It's there's just not going to be end of it. Then, you, then, at that point, then you can go after everybody. At, at that point, then there are no limits as to what the federal and state governments can do. Here in our beloved California, center of the universe, uh, we have a very, very aggressive tax collecting entity called the Franchise Tax Board. They are really, really, really stone illegal. cold killers. Yeah, they are. They <laughs> make the IRS look like they're um, very kind uh, hummingbirds. These guys are really, really mean. Uh, what's, uh, what is What is it that uh, I'm worried about them doing? I, I don't know. They could do anything. And I will tell you that many years ago, I had a very, very close friend, very, very, very close friend. Uh, still my, he's still my friend, very, very dear friend. And and uh, he was talking to a woman lawyer. It doesn't matter whether she was a woman or not, but she did have to be a woman. Uh, who, who, and, and she was uh, going after him for something. And, and he said, but madam i have it in black and white i have the appraisals in black and white from several different appraisers and she said i don't care we're gonna go after you forever we can from that- this- california we have unlimited resources we can go after you forever okay
0: and so ben you raise a great point and we got into this a little bit the other night they are coming after people ben it's like like th- th- this isn't like a um uh uh, uh a maybe. This is almost a certainty that anybody that was associated with Trump could expect to be audited. Anybody that probably donated certain amounts of money, could. could ben Bojcik, might be audited. And this is, I, I, I've i never, we've seen this a little bit under the Obama administration, obviously, with the IRS going after the Tea Party, but I think they're going to take it to the, to levels that we've never seen,
2: Ben Bojcik. Well, been.
1: I don't think people appreciate just how abusive the Obama administration was. The the Obama uh, IRS really was. I mean, the the the, the scope of uh, the uh, IRS's actions against um, would be 501c3s, those are those are nonprofit organizations, nonprofit educational organizations. Uh, usually m- most think tanks, whether left or right are, are a 501 C3, uh, A lot of those Tea Party groups that tried to establish as, as, as C3s during the Obama administration uh, were rebuffed for all kinds of bogus reasons. And they, they used the IRS used its powers to um, ask for all kinds of crazy documents from, from these groups. And it seems to be returning with, with this administration. Um, there was an, an, an odd, very odd post at, at Powerline uh, last week about uh, an IRS rejection letter of, a, of a, a Christian organization that was trying to um, establish a, a 501c3. And the letter which was a strange letter because it had, I don't know if you've ever seen anything like this, Ben Stein. It had a, a, uh, a legend at the top of the letter. And it, and it had a series of, of, of um, letters, A, B, C, D, E, F, G, and then corresponding what those things stood for. And I'd never seen an IRS letter like this before, uh, where it was, it, which it made it very confusing. But the upshot of it was the IRS turned down this Christian organization because many of the uh, uh, the aspects of its mission statement, the IRS said, uh, were aligned with the Republican Party, and therefore it was a partisan purpose for this organization, which is, which would be excluded under under the 501 3 section of of the, of the tax code. And it was bizarre, though, because it seems like, you know. Um, Encouraging people to know their rights is that's like a that's a Republican position. Please give me a break uh, But that's well, that was kind of the, the upshot of it. It's, it's very strange and troubling well, uh,
2: the, I, I think we've discussed on this show uh, many times before that uh, Or several several times anyway. something uh, called prosecutorial discretion mm. Prosecutors in this country have a great great deal of discretion about what they will charge a man or woman or both with uh, and uh, how how urgently or, or, or lightly they will pursue the case. And it is a, a very scary thing that prosecutors basically have no limits on what they can do in terms of prosecutorial discretion. When I was in law school, uh, I remember very vividly saying to my teacher, I, I, I'm pretty sure it was Joe Goldstein, but it might've been Harry Willington, I'm not sure. And, and the saying, well, uh, after we had done that day's lesson, uh, well, where's the case where it says, uh, here, here's the bright line, as we say in law school, where it says, you can't prosecute anyone on the other side of This bright line. And the professor Wellington or Weinstein or whichever one it was said, there is no bright line. That's the problem. There is no bright line. And therefore the prosecutors can go after anyone, anytime. And that is really scary. Right. It's like really easy to get a grand jury through, right? Just, I mean, we... well, there's a famous saying and I'm sure that uh, Ben Boychuk has heard it. I'm sure everybody, uh, everybody, uh, connected with, uh, with, this, well, not everybody, but a lot of people connect with Shelbert, which is you can get a grand jury to indict a ham, ham sandwich. sandwich. You yeah. can, you can, you can get a grand jury to indict anything. And, and uh, especially in, in the district of Columbia, where, which is so wildly partisan left wing, uh, you can get a grand jury to indict just about anyone for anything, and it's that is a scary situation, a very scary situation. We are so close to having the uh, ju- grand jury system and the whole prosecutorial system used as a weapon of political terror. It is blood. I don't think curse. we're so
0: close. I think we're there. Look at what I they think did we're with there. The-
2: well, you may, the- be, you may be very right, Julie, You I mean, may be very right.
0: You the mean, FISA, courts, very the right. FISA courts, the uh, FISA courts, spying on the Trump campaign, uh, spying well, on Americans. I
1: mean, the best example of this is, and really, if if everybody who's listening to this and you you guys too, you've got to be reading, uh, Julie Kelly's uh, reportage on the January sixth defendants at American greatness, and she just we just published a piece of hers yesterday about uh the woman who uh this this indiana grandmother who uh got uh, a plea deal on this thing and she and and of course the left is portraying it as ah oh, this is a slap on the wrist this is nothing this is this is uh this is a miscarriage of justice the woman's got three years probation and a 500 fine okay but what was interesting and what what julie kelly's story was about was how in in reaching this plea deal her her uh, public defender in dc um had uh, made her encouraged her made her watch certain movies read certain books and so in her in her statement to the court she said yeah i i i didn't realize just you know how what a sheltered life i had led and 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 so You know, on on the one hand, the prosecutors, the federal prosecutors on these September or January 6th cases are saying, we're not we're not prosecuting people for their beliefs. But on the other hand, they are. (laughs) Because in in multiple court filings and things that they've said in open court, you know, they talk about uh you know they're very interested in making sure that all of these defendants recant their their view that the election was stolen
0: ben it's yeah. ben stein it's absolutely frightening i mean it's reprogramming it, it, it,
2: it is it is frightening uh prosecutorial discretion has always been frightening and uh-huh. uh, it continues to be frightening and uh i i hardly know what to, to make of the story that uh Ben Boyd just told me I was unaware of this. Uh, it's of being this. reported
0: by Julie Kelly, who writes for American Greatness, who's been really on top of the January 6th thing. Um, one of the things, Ben, we've all discussed, Ben Stein, is you don't see any videotapes, really. We, there's a million cameras. We still don't know how Ashley Babbitt died. Uh, we, I mean, we, Well, we know we, how.
1: We just don't know We, who we don't know
0: who killed her, right, and, and, there, and how she died. There's and literally, we don't know so much There's 14,000...
1: Like, there are 14,000 hours of video footage that the feds are keeping under wraps. There's a lot that we haven't seen, and there's a lot that we don't know. And I, I suspect that the reason why this all, you know, where are the, sed- remember we talked about this back in, even in January, I think January, February, where are the sedition charges? There aren't any sedition charges. Where are all the conspiracy charges? There haven't really been any, except in a few cases. But the thing is, this was supposed to be, you know, for something that was supposedly the greatest assault on our democracy since the Civil War, not a single sedition charge.
2: Yeah, very interesting. And especially, if I may say so, uh, since uh, there are plenty of people who would say that the Civil War was not an attack on our democracy, but was instead an attack on the right of the people to stand up for what they believed in and to stand up for what they believed the Constitution said. And in fact, the real violators of the Constitution were President Lincoln, a great, great man to be sure, no doubt about that. But uh, his behavior was probably the most outrageously anti-constitutional of any president we have ever had. Uh, so, uh, that, that's, that's something that is completely overlooked. Never ever taught to American school children ever and never will be. And, uh, let's just, uh, bear in mind, there's an awful lot of truth in American history that is simply overlooked, ignored, shut up and just shut up and listen and listen to what we're telling you. And now, so now the American school child does not know. None of them knows unless you're from like me, you're from Maryland. We know that the legislature of the state of Maryland voted to secede. The president Lincoln, a great man, no doubt about it, had them arrested and put in prisons. So they could not cast a ballot just to take the uh, Maryland out of the union and thereby, uh, end the civil war immediately, uh, with no more bloodshed. That nobody knows that except unless you're from Maryland, you might have learned that long time ago long before the political correctness police seized the means of education in the state of Maryland. We're never gonna know. People are never gonna know that. People are never gonna know that July 6th was mostly about a group of dopey sightseers wandering around the Capitol looking at pictures. Nobody had any guns. Nobody was vandalizing any of the precious artwork there. Nobody was vandalizing any of the precious sculpture there. Uh, Yes, they should not have been there. Who's on videotape inviting them in the Capitol police. Nobody's ever going to know that unless you actually saw the videotape and saw the Capitol Police smiling and waving them in. Then these guys get the trap sprung on them and they're suddenly tortured for the rest of their lives.
1: There's a, you know, there's, there are so many elements to this, to the January 6th story that I, I, I'm sure we'll 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 have it all sorted out in five ten years. No,
0: no, we yeah, won't. But, right. No, I think we will. Yeah. No, I, no, we'll, I we'll, we'll, we'll know who it. killed Kennedy
1: before. No, no, but this was, but no, because there's going to be a lot more reporting, and there'll be a lot of stuff that comes that's going to be on the record if any of these people go to trial. Um, and I think there there's going to be a lot that will come out. But what? But I I don't think it's insane to say. Yeah, there were there were people there to provoke and incite violence. They may not have been from the right, they may have been from the left. Absol- there were people
2: Absolutely. It, it, it's an amazing thing. Uh, Judah and I were driving home from the desert, uh, from our house in the desert and uh, I said we had Judah had, had the wherewithal to to get uh, the, the, the remarks of President Trump. And had them printed so i could right. read them in the car as we were driving home and i said you, i can't believe well, this. Let's pre- i and want to preface you know, this story over again.
0: i don't want any violence let's preface this story ben was sitting in his house in the desert and he gets a text or a, he gets a text from a very bright guy an anti a, 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 a good guy and a bright guy saying you know trump caused the, the this thing on january 6 and i said to ben he's probably a never Trumper. And Ben said, how do you know? And I said, well, why don't we read the transcript? And he's a good guy, by the way. This guy is a fine fellow. Who is old... this? What? Who is this? I don't want to see. he's a close friend of yours. And um, I'll tell you after the show. And, um, but either way, Ben on the, the way home for about an hour and 45 minutes of the drive was reading this transcript. And he goes, and he's like, inconceivable. I can't, I, I can't see a word in here that incited this. And, um, and there you are. That's what we're left with. But on that note, if you just tuned in, you are listening to the world according to that man, Ben Stein. I'm a, a true American treasure and somebody that we're able to learn from. Somebody that knows history. I said this to somebody the other day. I was like a hundred, to- a thousand times more than, more than uh, whoever I was referring to.
1: I want to thank everybody
0: that's been downloading the podcast. Remind everybody to get the email, benstein.substack.com. We will be doing more shows via audio only. Um, Not that we're ever cutting down on this, but we are going to just be doing podcasts. That way Ben Boyd could join at one in the afternoon and other people could join at different times, not just seven at night. So we're going to have a lot of fun with this audio stuff. But I want to welcome everybody back to the world according to Ben Stein. We're joined tonight by the other Ben, Ben Square. Uh, ben Boychuk from American Greatness. Um, but at first, I want to say, everybody, thank you for the well wishes for my mom. She is home from the hospital. I thank her, God you, I thank God you, bless you God. all for the well wishes. And uh, people text me and ask me. And email me. So thank you humbly. I want to get to that word I just used because Ben, you're not familiar with the movie, but Ben Boychik, you might be, which is the famous movie, The Princess Bride, where <laughs> where the Wallace Shawn character keeps saying that's inconceivable. You, you keep know using that, that, he that can, word, Judah. He, he uh, what, say that again, Ben. You
1: keep using that word, Judah.
0: Yeah. Do you even know what it means? Yeah. Yeah. I don't and, think it and,
1: means what you think it means. Yeah, yeah. I
0: don't think it means what you think it means. And Ben, as I was thinking about that movie today, and I was thinking about that because supposedly the infrastructure deal i'm not kidding when i say this was and it was by aoc is racist what is the 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 infrastructure deal is racist why i I, I, that's my point i want somebody to ask them one time do you know what racist means
2: well i i know what race i know not you that's what aoc is sorry say that one more time i I spoke over that's what aoc is I said, yeah. I know what idiot means, and that's AOC. That's exactly <laughs>
0: right. But Ben, it's, 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 it, 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 the problem is the indoctrination that's been going on in the schools, that kids do not, nobody, no, you scream the word, but nobody actually knows what it means. And we are not a racist society. We've spoken about that countless times on the show, but people are using these words. And the sad part is it actually hurts the black community.
2: It, it, you're hurting the people you're trying to defend then. Oh, way. Uh, but the Democrat party has been hurting the people they have been trying to say, de- they say they're trying to defend for a very long time yeah. now. And, and unfortunately, that's, that's a, a sad, sad story. And of course, the, the, the amazing thing is the school system is so systems are so bad in America that people don't know the African Americans in America, were freed by the Republicans. The Republicans have not been the oppressors of the blacks. The Republicans freed the blacks. I I just this morning, I I was reading a book, a really, 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 really interesting book called The President and the Apprentice, about uh, Eisenhower and Nixon in the days in the 50s when Eisenhower was president and RN was vice president. And they have a whole bunch of quotes from Lyndon Johnson, who was then majority leader of the Senate, a Democrat, southerner from Texas, and quotes from him and his fellow very powerful southern democrats wow the things that they call black people are just unbelievable you'll never see the light they'll never see the light of day this is in a book which I, i think had a rather small circulation it's a very very good book the president and the apprentice uh it's amazing the knowledge gets found out and then just it disappears down the memory hole as a really sad story. I Boychuk.
1: I think a lot of you know a lot of things that were known at the time are, are sort of forgotten this is this is the thing we're a very forgetful people. and you know it, it think about you 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 were around for this, Ben. I mean, think about the ascendance of Jimmy Carter in uh, you know to to the presidency.
2: Yeah, that Hart- guy
1: as Georgia governor. He was, I mean, he, he has this reputation as being a very kindly liberal man, but uh, his political career in Georgia would not have been possible if he had departed from the racist orthodoxy of the day. Is that not correct?
2: Of course it's completely true. It was the days of the ax handles and Lester Maddox in uh, the state of Georgia. And uh, uh, I will not for a minute say that Jimmy Carter went that far, he did not. But uh, he was a a known, reliable uh, anti-integration, anti-school busing voice. And uh, somehow he magically uh, transmogrified himself into being uh, the best friend that the African-American ever had. As I say, uh, the media helps him along with that. If, If you are touched by the magic hands of the media, you can be changed into anything they want. And one
0: of the worst friends Israel's ever had, which gets me to this. I, I you know, I want to discuss this quickly, Ben, before we're running, we are running out of time. When when Trump took over, he took us out of the Paris Peace Accords. And I've brought this up before. He took us out of this nonsensical, idiotic thing that didn't hurt anybody. The the Biden regime is getting us into things that are dangerous and taking us out of things that are dangerous. And 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 just out of spite to Trump today, the the State Department is saying Ben Stein that the Golan Heights uh, isn't Israel, isn't is sovereign is, to Israel. And what I want people to understand about this is that the Golan Heights, Israel was attacked by Syria in what year? Sixty eight, Ben.
2: No, sixty seven. Six, and again, a, a very very 67. close one thing in seventy three. In seventy They were about to attack. But Israel struck first in 73, uh, the Syrians struck first, and it was a very bad thing. because Israel is situated such topographically that if you get past the Israeli defenses on the Golan, you go right into the heart of Israel. It's like right suddenly you're in downtown
0: Manhattan. And the Golan Heights is the highest point. It's where you could get your best defense. And it, it, they were attacked. They took it over. And Israel's is one of the. I mean, I. I want to say this, Ben. And you could factually correct me. I mean, I'm almost positive this used to be the case. They're one of the few Democrat nations that's ever given back land they won during war. Uh, I, they- uh,
2: I I think it's cer- certainly the only one. Uh, uh, in the post war post war period, uh, there may have been some. Uh, 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 after world war one but it's extremely unusual and for for a nation to give back land to other nations with whom it is still in a state of war that's unheard of and so ben boychick
0: a climate change a climate accord you want to get out of it to piss people off or put people or get us back in idiotically fine we're talking about life and death here real right. life and death and the um it, I, the anti- I don't. I, I we know the State Department. We've discussed this on the show. Ben Boychik has always been extremely anti-Israel and anti-Semitic, but this is to a degree that's really scary. What they're willing to do to dismantle everything Trump did.
2: Well, this is the State Department. Uh, this, I mean, if you read about the State Department's behavior during the Hitler years and how the State Department just bent over backwards to kiss Hitler's ass. That is really, really scary stuff. Really scary stuff. Ben Boychick.
1: There's no way Israel gives back the Golan. Well, they're not giving it back,
0: but they're saying it's the same. It's like status quo before Trump that it's not that it's not owned by Israel, or it's not Israel's land. Right. And I don't know what the new government, I, I don't know, but the pressure that the State Department, it, it's it, Ben Boychick, either way, it's a little scary. It's, it's-
1: it is. it is, and, and they shouldn't be saying such things. But it, you know, I, I mean, if I were, you know, if I were in the Israeli government, I would say that's nice.
2: Yeah exactly. Exactly reminds it reminds me of very That's much very funny. of when uh uh Israel knocked out the Iraqi uh nuclear reactor uh what what year was that 1984 1984. Like? 84
1: 84 84?
2: okay. And uh, when they brought this Good news well. to uh to Mr. Reagan he said well boys will be boys.
0: <laughs> and by the way oddly enough it's gone underreported is Israel. There's a, 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 nobody's taking credit for it, but there was a, the where the centrifuges are being built in Iran for the nuclear for nuclear weapons, which uh, Biden speaks of. Um, a, a little drone nailed uh, uh, that was launched from Iran, uh, walloped one of the centrifuge factories. So uh, nobody's taking credit for it. Um, we're not terrorists. We don't need to take credit for yeah. everything. But uh, I launched it, from Iran. Yeah, it was launched in Israel or whoever. Well, it was an
1: Iranian it. drone. And I think it went I think it came from Gaza from Gaza.
0: They probably it rewired it. It was and an Iranian say, drone. Yeah, they. it was an Iranian drone. And it, it, we don't know who it came from. Um, but by the way
1: judah just one one thing yeah i don't i I, you know with with all due respect it was june 7th
0: 1981
2: oh my bad ah excellent for you ben and then by the way when you
0: say all due respect You don't have to say with all due respect, say, Judy, you were wrong, because with all due respect, it's it's, no, the
1: the all due respect is me slipping the 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 stiletto. Screw you.
0: I was right. I'm mistaken. It was 1984. Ben brings up the book so many times. I thought it was 1984. Everything is 1984. (laughs) The last thing I want to get to for the night is uh is really scary it's not really scary but uh, what i love about what we do about this and how spoken ben stein is and how spoken ben boychick is and how spoken everybody that listens and watches us are is uh a great band um which is mumford and son um sons uh the bassist i think and the what what whatever
1: Uh, uh, instrument a banjo player
0: the banjo player from mumford and sons ben stein um had gotten into trouble for being for saying his truth or speaking the truth or speaking political and it, he had to take a leave of absence and today he said he had he couldn't he wanted to leave the band because he, he wanted to be able to speak politically and and not hurt his band that's where we are today ben is that you yeah. have to quit something in order to be in order to speak your mind and that's frightening
2: well, there's so much of a, of the uh, culture that's frightening now. That in terms of a cutting down on free speech and on freedom of assembly, A freedom of assembly—that's another scary one. Uh, there, a lot, a lot is going on. that's scary, but I, I want to say something I often say on this show: day by day, if you look at America day by day, it is still a wonderful, wonderful place to be. It is just an absolutely great place to be. I, your humble servant, just returned from several days in North Idaho. It's the best place in the world. It's a wretched
1: hive of scum and villainy. Nobody should want to move there. It's 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 a wasteland, and it's occupied by rabid bears and. Uh, 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 A homicide
0: joke,
2: but it is
0: a a, Ben, that's your America. People live in a very different America, Ben Stein, sometimes than you do. No offense. You're blessed with your the the America that uh, has life has afforded you. In a sense, you're a little more isolated than some others that are in the firing lines and on the front lines of the people on January 6th uh
2: it's people true. and i also i also uh gets married to a living breathing saint named alex
0: yes you do and uh on that note we are running out of time but i just still think ben Boychik, it's a little frightening um that you have to give up your livelihood to speak the truth
1: the culture see the, the problem that we have and i don't know what the solution is to it because i think we're it's just like a wave but there's a there seems to be a disturbing cultural turn against uh, a very venerable idea of freedom of speech in this country. And um, you know, once the uh, you know, if it's the case that uh, politics is downstream from culture, if there's a cultural turn against freedom of speech and toward more vigorous censorship, then eventually the laws will follow.
0: Now we have two op- brilliantly said. I'm always glad when you're on the show, you know, I love having you here. Um, I just wanted to say, uh, I'm not, Tommy, thank you. Uh, to, uh to Ben Stun is helping out with our audio tonight. Thank you very much, Tommy Stein. But uh, I want to, of course, give a plug for two great p- p- papers, online papers, uh, American Greatness, who Ben is the managing editor for. Brilliant, brilliant, brilliant. And you could donate to AM Greatness, amgreatness.org. And I was about to say ORG, but you could donate. And of course, spectator.org, who Ben Stein writes for. You could read them both. Start your morning with either one, you know, AA, whichever comes first and AA might help you too. Um, but uh, as we're closing up shop tonight, I want to thank everybody that's been listening in our YouTube chat. Everybody that's been downloading the show. Rock breath. Thank you for always being there. Um, I just want to thank everybody. And remember tomorrow, download the show, Apple podcast or wherever you could stream it. Give us that five star review. It's been climbing. It's been amazing to see. So thank you from the bottom of our hearts. Um, And, of course, uh, you can find Ben at, uh, like I said, spectator.org, but you could also find them at Newsmax. Ben Boychick, you could find logging in Big Bear, not spiking trees. And uh, on that note, I want to wish everybody a great night. We'll see you Saturday night. Ben Stein, take us out. Oh, beautiful
2: for spacious skies, for amber waves of grain for purple mountains' majesties above the fruited plain. America, America, God shed his grace on thee, and crowned thy good with brotherhood from sea to shining sea. And thank you, one and all, for watching. I'm very, very, very happy to have my son, Tommy. Very, very wonderful kid helping us out. God bless you, Tommy. Wolverine, Everybody, connect with show. Have a great night, everybody.
1: Good night, one and all.